Hello, everybody. Welcome back to It Was Murder, the number one heart-to-heart podcast on the internet. Uh, I am Eric Blood, your diehard romantic. And I'm Ellen Ito, your devoted lover. And I'm Joe Garber, your expectant virgin. Yes. It's been a wild ride, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the thing, <laughs> the thing that's gotten me through this week are the wonderful reviews on Apple Podcasts. Uh, thank you so much for those. Oh, thanks. Uh, we got an email. Uh, hey, Jenny. I yeah. hope you're still listening. I hope we haven't. Oh. I hope we haven't turned you off completely. <laughs> I know. Hope you're hanging um, in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hope to see you on the other side. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, please email us. It was murderpod at gmail. Yes. Uh, keep giving us five stars and reviews. We on- loved getting that email. I loved reading that email. It yes. was so fun. Yes. Oh yeah, I'm excited to check out the Facebook group. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Today we are diving into the episode Cop Out. And Cop Out. It's time for our Minute Maxes, which begin with <laughs> Ellen. <laughs> okay. Um, full disclosure, I watched this a couple weeks ago and I didn't rewatch it for the episode. Ooh. But, you know, before that, I pro- watched it in, you know, 1979. So we're totally fine. <laughs> um, also, the less I remember, the more likely I am to come in under the wire. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Let's see how much you remember. Okay, here we go. Oh no, there's a woman walking down the street and she's obviously a prostitute and she's wearing a yellow belt and carrying a yellow clutch, which is actually kind of good, but probably not the point. And then she gets picked up by a person in a giant white car, which makes me just think like, wow, cars in the seventies, they're so big. It's so weird. <laughs> and so he, she's like, oh no, you're a cop. And then she laughs like a hyena. And then that guy understandably is like, oh, now I'm going to choke you to death. So she's dead. And then the hearts are hanging a painting, which made me feel like I was at my job. And they're like, no, it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good. And then um, Jennifer gets a call from Sandy, a prostitute that she wrote a story about. And Sandy's like, please help us. Somebody's getting murdered. So Jonathan goes to the cops. And then there's the creepy cop guy. And he's weirdly shaving and putting on aftershave. I got to talk really fast. Um, (laughs) He murders more prostitutes. Then he shoots at Jennifer. And then they find out that a hooker's his mom. And then they're like, oh, no. And Jonathan jumps in the car. And then that's it. Wow. Wow. 10 seconds to spare. Oh no, uh, he's gross looking. Yeah. <laughs> oh wait, he's really gross looking. And why would he put an aftershave in front of Jonathan? Thank you. Yuck. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh my God. Okay, so I'm up. Mm-hmm. Try and be pretty funny. <laughs> I'll try. Okay, uh, Hooker in LA gets picked <laughs> up by a guy in a white car. He drives her to a, to a nowhere location, chokes her, pushes her out of the car. She rolls down a hill. Uh <gasps> Marky Post calls Jennifer and <laughs> and says, "Hey, remember, I'm your your secret source for that article you wrote, and I need your help." Uh, Jennifer then tells Jonathan, "Oh, that's my secret source. Her name is Sandy." Uh, <laughs> uh, they go to her apartment that's filled with stuffed things, very very strange stuffed things. Uh, later on, Sandy has a has a John. She believes she puts on a red wig, opens the door. It's the creepy cop. He kills her. Then he takes her red wig because he's like, "Oh shit, she's not a redhead." I think we know where mm. this is going. Uh, mm. Jonathan meets him. He smelled the cop's aftershave. He goes to Marky Post's apartment, smells the aftershave in there. Uh, they meet a. They meet two old pimps, uh, one who lived in a flooded out apartment. Uh, then there's an amazing scene in a parking garage, and then they fall in love all over again. Wow. Beautiful. <laughs> Who falls I can't in believe love? I forgot about the old pimps. <laughs> the old pimps. The, 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 span. the sad old, old pimps. Old pimps. <laughs> We're old pimps. 
Okay, here <laughs> I go. In a surprisingly sex worker positive episode of Heart to Heart, mm, the hearts totally. are on the case of a man who is murdering prostitutes in L.A. because Jennifer wrote an article about prostitutes and she has a source. Uh, they go to her apartment. She then gets murdered. She was a redhead. And they show you the cop that murders the first sex worker in the very first scene so there's no mystery at all for us but they don't know who it is somehow they're just able to like walk into crime scenes the cop is the lieutenant is clearly like doesn't want the hearts involved in this case yet he just lets them walk into the crime scene and into taggart the man who killed the first prostitute's office and so they send max in on the case he gets fucked by a prostitute uh he has a just been fucked bump in his hair the next morning and they plate his bloody mary for him and he drinks it and then there's a parking garage where jennifer gets shot at instead of strangled by the man and jonathan bonks his head against the steering wheel and kills him <laughs> oh my god okay does that okay. make sense listeners does that make oh, sense i know that that doesn't make sense and it's because this is a very very dense episode mm-hmm. uh and it's a fucking great episode i might add that was True. fun. Really good. And like the fashion in this fucking episode. Oh, yeah. I love hooker wear in late 70s television. Like they they look so good. Aside from the hair, yeah. they look so good. Like a, <laughs> a bad perm always signifies hooker in the 70s, in like yeah, 70s television totally. and 80s television. It's like poofy perms, home, ogilvy home perms. And, yeah. But then shiny silk, <laughs> silk blouses. Uh-huh. And- I mean, we're freshly moving into like a world where sex work in America is becoming like very commonplace right now. But I was so shocked that they were like the hearts were just like treated them like human beings. It was crazy because they are human beings. And like Jennifer, Jennifer, she did her work. She she wrote her piece, which we don't really know anything about. But Uh we we can assume that she was like. No, these are these are women, and they like they even revere her afterwards. They're like, oh hey Jennifer, I remember you. You liked us. Come, yeah. well, you can help us. I find it really interesting that just right, yeah, in that first scene, like she cites Sandy as her source, right? She's Miss X in the article about prostitution. But then they, of course, immediately go to Sandy's apartment where she serves them white wine in her mm-hmm. in- immaculate, amazing, and crazy good designer furniture filled apartment, right? And yes. so I find that interesting that they don't fall for the trope of like the seedy street level prostitute who's yes. like shooting up and lives mm-hmm. in like a gross, you know, hellhole. She lives in like a very respectable apartment building. Mm-hmm. Jennifer later describes her home as being neat as a pin. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Right. Like everything is just, it's interesting to me. Like, yeah, the attitude towards the prostitutes is unique, not just like overall in the way that we, we have been, told to regard sex workers but within like in the 1979 lens of things it's actually one of the most respect respectable ways and respectful ways that we've been shown women Mm. in the series so far which is really interesting that's true true. but that one hooker just to to just touch very lightly on eric on your fashion thing the one the other prostitute who's not crystal Annie. Redhead. Oh wait, Annie. Annie. No? Wait, no. Annie, Annie was the black one. Annie was Eugenia. Yeah, Wright. Annie. Annie's dressed identically to Donna Summer in Bad Girls. Yes, exactly. Ooh. The lavender, the lavender silk. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, and the and she's she, wearing like the 
the stretch the spandex pants. She looked so fucking good. Mm-hmm. She looked mm-hmm. so good. Her makeup was perfect. Her hair was perfect. Mm-hmm. I loved her. I loved her. I loved all of mm-hmm. the. I did too. Um, so Crystal okay. and Annie and. <laughs> I don't want to like signal flag or whatever, but are prostitute and hooker like offensive terms now? Do we know? They're outdated. I, that yeah, it's sex worker. Sex worker is what we should be yeah. saying. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I but mean, I it, no, it's it's sex worker, okay. and I I know that. So that was a, just like you were saying, this episode for me, I was so happy about how sex work positive it was and how anti-cop mm-hmm. it was. So it was like yes. this, it was like this, <laughs> this double whammy of, of, oh, this is so good. Like mm-hmm. what a great conversation to start. Mm-hmm. Right. Them being, being sex workers is a non-issue. Mm-hmm. It's that they're murder victims and that they're in danger. Totally. Right? Yeah. And it's like, it never wavers on that stance the nope. whole time. It was so shocking yeah. to me that it's that, pretty amazing. I mean, the show comes across dated in a lot of different ways, but yeah. this is not one of them. Totally. It's so progressive. It was insane. Yeah. With a few, uh, when we get to Joe's rewrite corner, I'm sure we'll <laughs> discover some things, but <laughs> well, I was with about a few to rewrites, this would be like a perfectly acceptable <laughs> right. well, episode of television. Why wouldn't they do now. it like, why wouldn't they whatever? Yeah. <laughs> why are they treating them like people? Right. <laughs> They're dogs. I'm weirdly, I've realized that that uh, my massive and super classy t-shirt wardrobe, that it's like, oh, it's weird that I'm not wearing a shirt that says support sex workers or mm. decriminalize uh, mm. sex work. I mean, yeah. But if people are interested in that, they should look at work by artist Mari Nagaoka, who's on Instagram is at Gravewine who um, is making great work cool. in support of that, the very issue we're discussing. I want to look and it is up. a terrific artist in their own right. Let's tag, let's tag her in yeah, this episode. Definitely. Um, yeah. Please. I mean, we're still in a point where apparently sex workers can just have their bank accounts drained and yeah. all the money just gets taken away if they have bank accounts mm-hmm. right now. But think of the OnlyFans thing recently with Bella yeah. Thorne, right? Where yes. it's like, hey, everybody, don't, uh, don't play at it. This is, a, it's a livelihood. Yeah, totally. And anyone, anyone who, it's like, is there a market for it? That means it's a viable business. Yep. Yeah, you fucked. asked for capitalism, you support capitalism. Mm-hmm. It should be blind. Exactly. Mm-hmm. 100%. Totally. People shouldn't be punished for knowing, for reading the market yeah. and having something that people want. Definitely not. Um, but do you guys know what my first rewrite would be? Do you have any guesses? Because I had a, oh, a pretty that, major that one. Jennifer would go undercover as a prostitute. Oh, fuck a redheaded yeah. prostitute. I mean, I was just waiting for Definitely. that. And mm-hmm. and to I mean, the episode's credit, they didn't go there. Really? They yeah, because mm-hmm. I think they they sent Max undercover, which which yeah, which is great. Okay, fuck it. We're gonna talk about this for a second. That was the cutest fucking thing in the world. So, they're laying in bed together, talking about like how they're going to get information. They need to go undercover. It needs to be someone suave. It needs to be someone smooth. It needs to be someone urbane. And you know, you, I was of course like they're talking about each other and that's so cute. And then Max comes in and it's like, and he says, Max. he says, here I am. Here I am. Mr. Hart. Yes. Oh my God. And he, he goes undercover and does a fantastic he's job. He's incredible. He hits on that woman, the, <laughs> the, the woman, uh, 
Crystal. Crystal. Crystal, yeah, in such a great non-offensive way, I thought. I mean, I'm not a woman. I can't mm-hmm. speak for women in oh, general. He was smooth. But he was so smooth. He was like, it wasn't offensive. The, I mean, the only offensive thing he did was like. That suit is bananas. It's so amazing. I love that suit. <laughs> I love suit. that suit. It's like weird. <laughs> it's like purple squares. Yeah, with like a. It's a, like. A little, a little tailoring with a little tailoring. Yeah. It is Morris Day. Oh, it's very weird. And it's, you know, he was supposed to look like a pimp. So, yeah, right. Which is hilarious. Yeah. Uh, oh, God, I love And Max. then he gets fucked. He gets, well, his hair is all messed up. We don't know up. that. We don't oh, know that. We that, so he's, look, he's, so, <laughs> that look he gave. That scene where <laughs> with his plated Bloody Mary, which I loved, that, that's just no, what I he has No, I love it breakfast. when Jennifer's like, your Bloody Mary's right here. <laughs> and it's on a And the plate. way he's drinking it, like his mouth is just all like. Wet. <laughs> yeah, like he just is so into that Bloody Mary. He has a JBF bump in his hair too. I, was, I mean, I, of course they know him. They, <laughs> they love him. They treat him like family. <laughs> JBF bump. <laughs> he does. His hair is it like. It took me a split second. It's like the I back of his head it. was pushed up against the pillow almost. Yeah, but they, 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 I, my first instinct was, Make Max breakfast. What the fuck? Give him a croissant and some eggs he and bacon. What the hell? Shit. But then it's like, no, they know him. He doesn't want that. Yes. He wants See, a Bloody I was Mary. All, I was all caught up in the cute freeway interplay. Mm-hmm. Right? Where she's like, honey, don't do that at the table. And I thought. There. She's like, and she's like, down, down freeway. No, she's, she's like, I'm going to eat whatever <laughs> is on Jonathan's plate. There was a moment where I thought she poured a cup of coffee for freeway. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. Because she said, honey, because don't do that at the would. table. You want some more coffee? Yeah. And pours a cup of coffee right in front of Freeway. <laughs> Boba gets as much coffee as she wants. Yeah. In our household. It's part of her diet. She has and a grapefruit then, and coffee and that's it. And there's a really cute Freeway mm. moment at the very end of the episode when they like Ugh. start kissing or making out or whatever. And he like uh, hides, hides his, his face. The, yeah. Freeway. Yeah. Freeway. This is a. 10 out of 10 freeway finally, episode for finally me. Finally, we can fold freeway into the ratings in ten, a meaningful ten way. Paws. Yes, 10 paws. <laughs> finally, we got the freeway All episode. All right, I feel, I feel like there's some really intense shit with this episode. I mean, it's true that the, the to me, like the, the biggest takeaway is how positively or how neutrally, I should say, it's not even positive. It's, it's, they display, they present, sex workers and their culture as neutrally as they possibly can in a way that's just stunning to me for 1979. Totally. But I sort of feel like we have to talk about the weirdness of the cop um, who is just kind of, I mean, this is going to be meaner than I intended to be, but it has to be said, which is that guy's weird looking. He's really weird looking. It's He's weird looking and, it just feels like, why is he just always wearing that red button-down shirt? <laughs> You're talking about Taggart, right? Yes. Taggart. I'm talking about yeah. Taggart. The killer. Taggart. And yeah. I don't really, it just freaks me out so much that there's a signed picture of his mom wearing like a share <laughs> style. <laughs> the half-breed hairdress. Like, yeah, yes. totally. Wearing like a weird neck piece made out of assorted like pheasant <laughs> feathers and it's like to Nicks. my beloved son or something to that effect, yeah. right? And it's just like yes. love your mother. Up because that picture looks like the it came out of the same photo album as that picture that was the cover of that Tad record. <laughs> like, it just looks like mm. it came from 
something that you find at the thrift store well, and yes. get sued for later. Ellen, right? Where it's just like, oh my god. Do you remember what? what do you remember what the only other picture in Taggart's office <laughs> is? Do you remember? No. It's a profile photo of a dog <laughs> framed <laughs> on his filing cabinet of like a canine unit. And it's like oh, the profile wow. of a dog. Yes. And we were like, oh, what? Wow. <laughs> That's the only other photo. Yeah. Well, so it does make me think about when like John Douglas and and his colleagues were doing like initial sort of when they got permission to go into uh, institutions and interview people that had been incarcerated because of disturbing, you know, sex crimes in particular, but also just homicides, you know, people that where they were just trying to gather data, right, mm-hmm. about their backgrounds. And so it's like, wow, it's such a, an interesting thing where it's like we refer to prostitution, and I'll call it prostitution in this context versus sex work because prostitution is referred to as like the old, like the, the world's oldest profession, oldest profession right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so then you think about all of the data that's been gathered by what would later become behavior analysis unit, right? And it's like children who have a parent who is a sex worker. Become murderers. <laughs> well, that's not fair, right? It's like, it's like saying like, oh, a high number, a high percentage of serial killers are truck drivers, but that doesn't mean that truck drivers are more likely to be serial killers. Yes. It just means that people mm-hmm. gravitate towards something, right? It's like pedophilia mm-hmm. and coaches or, mm-hmm. you know, you're seating yourself where you can better explore this lifestyle mm-hmm. that you're interested in, right? Yes, but the, the I was, priesthood. Yeah. Like I was really freaked out when I started thinking about that. Like I just started drifting off about it with Taggart because it's very overt the way, like they just, they don't even hesitate. They draw an immediate mm-hmm. line to him and his mother. It's like, to my beloved son, it's like, oh God, that feathery neck piece. I, I'll never <laughs> recover. Mm-hmm. But also they kind of make that one old Irish pool hustler pimp kind of adorable but why is his apartment so dirty the (laughs) walls are dirty it's totally blank so the pool hustler the pool hustler with the kiss belt uh jimmy (laughs) jimmy that wasn't his apartment was that his apartment that the pimp was hanging out in no the pimp who was sort of the stepdad of taggart correct sort of like he was, he was Taggart's mom's pimp, right? Well, well, no, we I guess Why we can't we the, can't say stepdad. That's he's, like he, he may have no relationship, relationship with. Why Taggart does the apartment look like Hurricane Katrina? That's it, <laughs> that's what I was wondering. It was like this apartment has been in a flood, specifically a flood. He says that, right? No. Yeah, he, was, he doesn't say that. I no. said it to that. you. I was like, dude, oh. this apartment was in gross. a flood. It's just like, oh my god, what happened? It looks like the news review after a typhoon. Yeah, yeah I was, it looked like a Silent Hill room like yeah <laughs> not in a fun spooky way right but also it's like wait but so i didn't know that this was a trope but the episode's kind of like when you get to delaney right it's like it's the pimp with a heart of gold yeah right where it's like oh god like he's just so sincerely sad he legit doesn't know why he's been beat up we yeah. also don't know why he's been beat up he's so perplexed and he has that same weird picture but he's just like Oh, wow. Like, he's so heartbroken, right? But it's also like, how come the pimp's house is the shitty house? The pimp makes the money. The one thing that this episode gets wrong about uh, this, this, these classifications is like, 
We shouldn't the, like pimps. Well, no, we should not like pimps. The first pimp, yeah, that, the first like pimp pimps. we see, yeah. we we don't like, and we don't like him. And the sex workers belittle him in front of him, which right, I because found they're hilarious. Yes. So this is like in my in my eyes, this was almost like an, a utopic sex work environment. Aside right, from the because the girls, cop. the girls are like uh, that bullshit and pretty woman. Like we say who, we say when, yeah. we say whatever. Right? Yeah. Is that how it goes? Yeah, we say who, we say when, we say who. I just always picture Laura's <laughs> San Giacomo. I'm like, oh, sex lies and videotape, and now we're like uh-huh. stuffing olives in our face. Like I don't understand. <laughs> But, well, yeah. I was so confused when they went to that pimp's house. I was like, and he was like, I got beat up and my house got destroyed. He said that. I swear he said that. No. He said something mm-hmm. about his house being he got, destroyed. He got beat up with a bat. No. And this is, well, uh, it, what, what drove me nuts Or he is, thought it was a bat. It was dark. What drives me nuts about this, this like psychosis that, that Taggart is experiencing and living, mm-hmm. his... He is drawn to murder women who remind him of his mother because they have red hair and they're they're sex workers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But he goes to the pimp, like his his mother's pimp, and just beats him up. Yeah, that didn't make sense. It's because it's annoying. She died. It wasn't clear to me how the mother died. Also, but the thing that mm. that is considered to be, it's not the sex work itself that is supposedly like creating some of these triggers in, in fertile minds to become, you know, homicidal or to become like died in the wool misogynist or to explore sociopathic or psychopathic tendencies. It's the neglect that comes along with the lifestyle. It's the transient uh, effects of the lifestyle mm-hmm. or it's, it's the rejection element that actually causes that. I just wanted to be clear that it's not like they discovered when they were interviewing all of these people that it was about the sex work itself. Yeah. And I think it's that idea that people really want to key into in this puritanical sort of Judeo-Christian bullshit America where they want to blame the fact that the mother's forced to do sex work or in some cases chooses to do sex work, mm-hmm. that it's the sex and her sexuality that deform her child. It's not. No. It's the criminalization of it yeah. that creates this unstable environment. It's mm-hmm. the fact that people believe that you cannot have that as your job and raise a child in a supportive That's way. Mm-hmm. Um, very well put. And those are the those are the seeds that are planted yeah. that create the unrest that creates a disturbed psyche. That's funny. Yeah, that really reminds me of the like Black Lives Matter, like over-policing black neighborhoods. Like mm-hmm. people or conservatives think that black people do more crime but it's no it's because they're over police because they're in poverty because we put them in poverty it's just like continuing cycle and i've never thought about that with sex workers specifically is that like it's the fact that society doesn't accept them that causes all the turmoil if they were just accepted members of society and doing a legitimate scene as doing a legitimate job none of that turmoil would be there at all it would be well, fine if, if if your mom could safely go to work yeah totally. if, if your yeah. job wasn't criminalized yeah then mm-hmm. you would be able to mm-hmm. call the police if you were attacked or you would right. have some like you would have just the inherent protection that society is supposed to have mm-hmm. but right. as we know only a certain only certain folks get that protection mm-hmm. so it was murder podcast team stands with the movement to and with this episode yes. to support and decriminalize sex work correct of we st- we stand with Jennifer Hart that's so Obvious. Absolutely. It's so fucking We obvious. stand with Sandy. We totally stand. Poor Sandy. We stand like that for was Sandy. so shitty. 
We standy with Sandy. <laughs> uh, but okay, can we talk about her uh, booby pillows, please? Yes, they were incredible. On her couch, mm-hmm. she has mm-hmm. two sets of pillows mm-hmm. that are naked women from the waist up. <laughs> like raising. They their look like hands. sex dolls. Uh huh. That were like mm-hmm. paper, like in the in the style of paper dolls. Yeah. And then I couldn't tell what the bottom was, but it looked like fur. <laughs> I'll I'll say that that's the one thing where I'm like, oh, is that how we're supposed to know that she is yes. a sex worker that's, in yeah. apartment? Because everything else is like designer, everything. Uh-huh. Yeah, right? but then but then I thought I also thought that's obviously like original artwork that she has purchased. <laughs> yeah, it's like an <laughs> because, Etsy. Hello. Yeah, it's like maybe she made it. Maybe she made it. Yeah. Tara Thomas would make something like yeah, that, totally. and I would buy it. Maybe she like, did I make would, it. Yeah. <laughs> I think I Tara pr- Thomas I was appreciate- five when that shit that uh-huh. I was talking about me. I appreciate that they don't have any moments where Jonathan, who I think they always like Jonathan's always sort of put in a position to be like the chauvinist or the sexist or the whatever, right? Even as much as he yeah. is married to a, an independent woman mm-hmm. you know, who makes her own money and whatever. But he, at the house he offers to pour the wine, right? He's like yeah. Would you like me to whatever? And he's there's not a single moment in that scene where he is raising the eyebrow or making the smirk or judging Sandy in any way. It's totally. Like, yeah. And Jennifer clearly is like, we're going to do this. And there's that moment where she's waiting for him to agree with her. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. And Jonathan's the one that goes to the cops. Yes. He goes and uses, tries to use his power for the like good of these women that are getting murdered and the lieutenant is such a fucking well, yeah, dick. He's told by the lieutenant realistically yeah. that he doesn't think of them as human. Basically yeah, that, that that's a dangerous job they're doing. It's like, well, it's dangerous because you're not protecting them. victim blaming. Uh-huh. Yeah, you're, you piece yeah. of shit. Okay. But could they not have like figured out a more like a better take for the first prostitute to get thrown out of that car at the very beginning after she gets strangled? <laughs> Does it, does anybody else think she looks like weirdly like Isabelle Hubert? She oh, kind of does. Yeah, I can she, see that. I okay. was like, wait a second. So that that actress's name is Sissy Wellman, and I she looked so familiar. So I looked her mm-hmm. up, and I, the only thing that I've seen her in are random episodes of TV from this era. Yeah, um, she's been. Man, in a, she puts her all into that performance. It's yeah, good. she's been in a she's bunch great. of stuff. That is not a dead body rolling down a hill. It's a very <laughs> alive body. But it's a really good. Role. I love how the the uh, episode starts with some swinging saxophone music too, with oh, her yeah. high heels on oh, the sex, tape, on It the was concrete. sex work saxophone sex all the way. Sex work saxophone <laughs> and her great heels. He's like, yeah, and like her outfit, her blue dress, incredible. yellow belt. And red shoes, mm-hmm. and apparently yellow clutch, which I didn't yellow catch. Yellow clutch, yeah. That, yellow that outfit clutch. was so so good. Like mm-hmm. it just really good. It sparkled lit- literally and figuratively. <laughs> yep. Really good. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I just think, like, wouldn't the episode? I mean, maybe this was cliche even in 1979, but like, <laughs> wouldn't the episode have been a lot more uh, alluring if we had kept Taggart's identity secret? This episode follows kind of a Columbo model, uh-huh. which is mm. show the crime, like show the crime at the beginning. Right. And you know, as an audience, who the criminal is. So then we're finding out how clever our detectives are 
in finding out who it is. Okay. So right. like J- Jonathan, who we now know has a canine sense of smell. Yeah, totally. Uh, Truth. Although yeah. that also speaks to Taggart's most likely Disgusting very nasty after shave. He put a lot of that. <laughs> he <aftershave> sure did. <laughs> he Joe commented on it. He was like, "Why did he put all that on his face? <laughs> Why is he shaving in the office? Yeah, because it was the seventies. Like my dad used to shave in the car." Oh, really? What? Yeah, he had like a little electric razor that he would be driving in, in the Datsun 280Z, hmm. the silver bullet, <laughs> and just shaving. He, I, I always oh, felt like my wow. dad shaved all day. Like, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad we don't huh. have to do that anymore. Yeah. So. I don't know that I ever saw my dad shave, and, and I'm okay with that. But he, for years, had basically like a... Jazz lovers Fu Manchu. Oh, nice! Is saying Fu Manchu racist? He had a mustache. Uh, I don't know, honestly. They do such an incredible job on this show of choosing their villains because this yeah. guy, like you guys said, he looks like Ugh. a wax model. He looks so he looks creepy. Like Peter Weller hit with a two by four. Yeah, he, he looks he, like a murderer. And Peggy. And he is a murderer. Peggy. They, just like the villains all are incredible in these episodes. Uh, the the pet shop guy in yeah. episode two is pet incredible. Shop like, I know. Very pedophilic, weird. The pet shop guy is totally like the conversation worthy, right? Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. he's like Co- a Coppola level weirdness. Yes, totally. Definitely. The guy in the conversation that's uh, Hackman's friend that's like got the mm-hmm. receding hairline all the way like to the mm-hmm. crown of his head. Mm-hmm. Uh Taggart reminded me a little bit of him, although I I think the guy from the conversation has like a certain sweetness about his face. I love that actor. So like, I never think he's a creep necessarily. He's- right, Joe. Regarding like the like the fact that we're omniscient in this episode, right? Like yeah. we know who the murderer is right off the bat. Mm. It's sort of like, I feel like that's a better device in this episode because then we just feel that tension where it's like, oh my god, when you when they send Jonathan to his office and he's he's in there because when it first happens, you're thinking like, you don't know if it's just a guy with a fake badge or whatever, right? Yeah. It could, we don't know for sure that he's a cop. And then when you think he's like this savior where he's trying to get the girls off the street or whatever, it's a nightmare. Like you just feel absolutely helpless. Yeah, right? that's true. That was good. And it was a great moment when Jonathan like opened the door to the detective's office who was on the case and it was him. And yeah. you're like, Oh damn. Mm-hmm. Oh fuck. And then you're all, you can play yeah, both a sides drag. a little bit because well, yeah, when they've, when Taggart finds out that the Lieutenant is looking for redheads specifically, they like onto him a little bit. And then he goes out of the door and he makes a really weird face. Like, Oh, they're on to me. (laughs) And it's like, that's a good moment too. I thought where it was like, Oh yeah. I take umbrage with the part where, so when I watched it a couple weeks ago, I was like, Oh wow. Like I had no memory of the weird redheaded part of it all. Mm -hmm. And so the way that they shoot it to try and tell you, like to, to communicate to you that it's a redhead. Oh yeah. (laughs) Like that, that's a a clue is like, (laughs) I I was like, wait, curly hair. Um, wait, wigs. Uh I know. Cause I wasn't sure. Cause clearly like he knows Sandy. Yeah. Apparently the only prostitute, sorry, the only sex worker that he doesn't know is the one that he kills in the first scene, right? Because she was everybody new. else knows Taggart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, she was new. Mm-hmm. But like he's like he's into this weird part on the wig, and I'm just like maybe it's just 
my monitor, but nobody looks redheaded on my monitor. I know. Sorry, <laughs> G- sorry, Gingies. I love you. They're very dusky, like redheaded strawberry blondes. That's, yeah. I, I never think yeah, of Jennifer I, Hart like as being redheaded. Damien Lewis but. just looks vaguely like yes. blonde to me on but, my computer. But to show that, the director decided just to zoom in on that woman's hair. Like just that's like how they the weird little it. forelock on the wig. Uh-huh. And the wig, it's just not red enough uh-huh. for me. No, it's not. It's really not. They should have gone like brighter. <laughs> Here's where red. Eric says something about tube television. No. I mean, no. I mean, no? <laughs> I think we all okay. know. We all know the deal. <laughs> Because I mean, we because Jennifer isn't even very redheaded. That's I never think of her as a redhead. No. But when I think about like the the hair color, specifically women's hair color in television shows, that does qualify as a redhead. My friend who is like very redheaded, like Ariel, the yeah. Little Mermaid redhead. She went to a salon and the and the um, what's the name for hair cutters at salons? The stylist. <laughs> the stylist, I guess, told her that she was strawberry blonde. And for the first time in her life, she was like, what? I'm not a redhead. I'm strawberry blonde. And she's like, that's not true. That can't be true. And I was like, that's not true. You're right. You have I've always hair. wondered what strawberry blonde meant. I always thought it was like that, that flaxen blonde that has the red hue. It's like Isn't a, strawberry blonde, like Sissy Spacek in Badlands. That's kind of, that's what I was thinking. Or like, like our friend Ryan Whedon from X-Rated Movies, uh, what? Not, never the, seen a, the podcast X-rated movies. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> never seen a photo of him. I'm a big fan. But my uh, friend Macarena, you would say her hair is red, right? I would absolutely say her absolutely. hair is red. Absolutely. She's like it's like like yeah. copper red. Like. And I think that on film, on on 35 millimeter film in 1979, so it would mm-hmm. look like Jennifer Hart's hair. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, it's well, not I mean, that like I know her hair is red like my weird painting of Jennifer Hart's Mm-hmm. Hair without her disembodied hair—it's mm-hmm. orange. Oh, okay. Because let's oh. be real. What we call what we call red hair is orange. Yes. Orange, yeah. Um, <laughs> the greatest color this side of green. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm on my screen, and apparently, like on TV, when I saw this initially, it's like, oh, oh, like they really had to hammer it home to me. Like this is a clue. Redhead wig. Something, something. The first woman that he killed, though, I didn't think she, I didn't read her as red hair because her hair was blonde. Like it was, it was a two tone, like blonde on the outside, red on the underside. Mm. It was another. uh, She's not redheaded like Victoria Principal on Dallas. No, no. But it was another like hooker perm that just looked like damaged hair. Um, So that thanks 70s television for doing that to sex workers, no matter what. As someone who's just so, 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 so Asian colored hair, um, <laughs> I'm going to go get a drink. Okay. <laughs> um, do you have a, a a thing where, I have a thing in my life where where the name Peggy instantly puts a very curly, like gingery yes. redhead. Is that true for you too? It's not necessarily redhead, but curly. Yes. Like Peggy, Peggy. is a- is a short but large curly yes, haired. Yes, totally. Woman. <laughs> but mine are like bright, bright red, like super red hair. And I I've met that. multiple Peggy's who have all the same exact color of hair. It's always bright red. Well, that's like how Connie, for me, I, I just think of blonde women. Yeah. But is Peggy a, an Irish name? Uh, I don't know. Peggy has to be short for something, right? Irish and Scottish people are generally like the redheaded groups of people, right? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> is this racist? <laughs> um, no, 
I mean, Irish are Irish people. Well, maybe that maybe it is. Is that where gingers Some come weird, from? Weird cultural uh, <laughs> uh, stereotype, Isles. but like Irish people are frequently portrayed as redheads. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I don't know if that's a stereotype. If that's actually true, although I was in Ireland and I was on a train, and I think the train had like a greenish hue to the seats, and I was just staring at this girl because her hair was so bright red, it was fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. And then I just like felt this overwhelming urge to strangle her. <laughs> <laughs> and then I remembered my mom who also had red hair <laughs> and then I lunged at her but these, this rich couple got in my way Ugh, those damn rich people those meddling rich people. It really is a little bit classist this episode though because like it's like really clear that Jonathan and Jennifer can do whatever the fuck they want and that the they they kind of do a joke about the lieutenant trying to stop them from going to that crime scene oh my god but then he they just like steamroll him and he's like I, I clearly have no power so just you're gonna do whatever you want yeah he rolls right over for them and he's an asshole he's trying to block them the whole time but they're just like we're rich we can do whatever we want yeah. so get out of our <laughs> fucking way so they never say that <laughs> no they just they just do the whole we know. Don't touch anything. Joe, yeah, which which was hilarious. And to they me. know <laughs> they say in unison, which is adorable. Yeah, it's I adorable. Okay. They were okay. And that called back to passport to murder. Sure did. Yes. Let's let's. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna shift from talking about the politics of the show for a second because the writing in this episode was so fucking cute. The the banter mm-hmm. between Jonathan and Jennifer was top notch. It was way up there. They were so adorable, and I kept, I thought several times, I was like, God, I want to hang out with them if it didn't mean that I was going to get murdered. Yeah. Like, I just want to hang out with them. does mean that, though. It does. You're either going to get murdered or framed for murder. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Or someone you care about is going to get murdered, and you have to be all, ding dong, help me. Yeah, please help me. You wrote an article about me, Jennifer. Please help me now. <laughs> Well, something that I brought up while you were gone was when we think of the name Peggy, it's instantly a very curly, bright red hair. For me, it's bright red. For him, it's like curly. Just a curly, round uh, hairdo. Really? Like, like do you curly have that? Sue? No, no, yeah. no. <laughs> not curly Sue. More like, um, oh, not curly you know you know what uh, like Alia Shawkat's hair looks like now? Yeah. Like that's, Peg- that's Peggy to me. That's yeah, a Peggy like, I wish that's. I wish that's what I thought of. I think of like Peggy Sue. First, I think of Peggy Sue the song. And then I think of Peggy Sue Got Married. Yes. And then oh, I think I of Kathleen movie. Turner. Yeah. And then I think of Catherine O'Hara. <laughs> and okay. I guess that's So then all. you then Not Peggy bad. is no longer an issue. <laughs> yeah. Right. But I also didn't watch Mad Men, as you know. So like oh, and she, Peggy is she not, didn't have she didn't have curly hair she or red hair. She doesn't have red hair in that. But Peggy, I've met multiple Peggies throughout my life that are just bright, like super, super red head curly super Weird. curly so peggy whenever i think of that they're name. in danger yeah peggy you in danger girl <laughs> as <laughs> as Whoopi Whoopi goldberg would say, would say. i always want to strangle um, them <laughs> brown well i always find it fascinating that peggy is an abbreviation for margaret which Duh, is really that's, interesting. I, I was just saying oh, Peggy short weird. for something and I, I had no idea I, what I was it was margaret that too yeah that's and that's so so unusual right that's it's weird. just like Oh, okay, like I didn't know that Jack was uh, like an abbreviation of John. Oh, and, and beca- Dick, Dick and Richard. for Richard, which I still can't do that math. That's the most unfortunate, right? Yeah, that's yeah. weird. But um, the Damn. Jack and John thing. So my father grew up in a large, you know, first generation Japanese American family, and he, it <laughs> the children had names that I find 
hypnotically glamorous, but also kind of hilarious because I think one of the reasons that I don't think Jack is a, a shortened version of John is because in my dad's family, there was, I had an uncle Jack and an uncle John. Mm, yeah. And so it was like, oh, I didn't know that. Also an aunt Iris. <laughs> and then my dad, we don't actually know what his original name was because he got his name from some customer at their weird restaurant. He So he what became Eddie, which is, of course, an abbreviated version of Edward, Edward or Edgar or Edmund or uh, yeah. Ed, Edwin. Um, but so, his legal name is Eddie. And he was named because when he was a child, a customer that came into their restaurant, he was always running around the restaurant pretending to be like an airplane. Mm. like children did, I guess, back in old timey times. <laughs> and uh, he would call him Eddie after Eddie Rickenbacker, who was a famous fighter pilot. Oh, wow. So my dad's legal name is Eddie. And then I had an uncle Jack and an uncle John. But were you- <laughs> and now I have a brother Jack because apparently we just don't know any better, which is weird because <laughs> JFK, everybody. <laughs> Let's talk about... Uh- Anything. Like, Sorry, like, <laughs> we don't need to, we don't need to talk about my family. <laughs> you sent me a text uh, saying that we talked too long about being legal messengers. We did. We totally did. Yeah, and this is not. I'm sorry. Sometimes I just, just for, we have I just talked for I'm 20 not, minutes about names. And just, hair color. I forget that I'm not just enjoying you and Joe. <laughs> well, you are. And one I of one of my my main takeaways of this is like you have to remember my only experience, like or my only exposure to Joe was like going to that Fast and Furious movie, and then it was like bye, and then you're like we're moving. Yeah. Well, right? and the Black Widow party. <laughs> right. Oh, and the Black Widow party where he he said the funniest thing ever. Yes, where he won your we won you over. <laughs> oh. Never forget it. I'll yes. never forget it. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. I digress. Edit, edit, edit. Yeah. Sorry to make more work for you. Oh, it's fine. <laughs> Anything that we're laughing at, I'm keeping in. <laughs> we're totally just like, we're so off track today, I but I think well, it's okay. Was it's I gonna, I'm just happy I was, to spend no, it's time fine. with you guys. I, I, me too. I'm Same. having so much fun just talking. I was I, just going to pull us back <laughs> into stitches and glitches, though. Oh, yeah. No, there's, let's talk about <laughs> There's Let's definitely more to close. Like we really, There's we went hard about. on the politics of the episode and I kind of want to get into this. the fun, the Jenna, fun stuff. Jennifer's when they go to like try when to they go to the pool hall. No. Well, oh. I was going to say when they try to break into that crime scene where Sandy got murdered, she's wearing like a pumpkin sweater. And I thought Ellen mm. would have specifically liked that because it's very Halloween. Yeah. It's like arms, like very like sewn vertical stripes. times purchased that sweater at the thrift store and then nice. put it on and been like, it's like I'm wearing a fat suit, but mm-hmm. I love it so much. Jennifer yeah. was really embracing the red top this episode. Totally. And it looks, Which I support. she looks so good in a red top. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's mm-hmm. so fantastic. And she, the red top she was wearing were great. Uh, but I did, I took note of the purple knit blazer that she wore the second time they went to Marky Post's apartment Mm-hmm. That was so cute. Really good. Like I really good. I want it. I there's no way I could wear it, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I just kind of want it. Like I want to like brush past it in my closet every once in a while. Yeah. Can, can we talk about the color of the car? Did the color of the wagon seem weird to you? Is it the it quality to, of the DVD? I think it, it was is. like hmm. it. It was not yellow. No, it was like uh, it was like a biscuit. Uh, 
<laughs> biscuits. It was putty colored. Yeah, yeah. putty, yeah. putty. I was going to say more yeah. mustard-y, but it's, it's... Yeah, I felt freaked out by that. Yeah. I was like... <gasps> I didn't notice. When that when that car showed up, I'm I was like, like that's oh. not two hearts. That's uh, not two hearts. I was like, no, it's isn't it heart three? That was hard. Well, the the wagon is heart th- is three hearts. The yeah, the the little. All right, coupe, sorry. The convertible is two hearts. Yes, that's two hearts, and yeah, that's still yellow. Isn't the the wagon's always been like a tan, weird off color? Isn't hasn't it? In no? you made me kill you. It was way more yellow, or it appeared more it's yellow. yellow. It matches the convertible. When they drove up in that car, I was like, "There's Ellen's favorite car." <laughs> I'm so afraid oh. to make any definitive statements anymore <laughs> about any detail of the episode because I'm so Why? frequently wrong. Although oh, I'm gonna because of Deangate. Yeah. Deangate. Deangate. I'm okay. I, I actually I'm going to continue to make proclamations. These massive proclamations. Because Joe and I are both like. That's not DM. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to, I want to be the wrong one now. And I will, I will, I will happily admit that I'm wrong every next episode. Yeah. You're, you're wrong about like visual details. I'm wrong about the lines being spoken constantly. Because you, you I remember them talking about. You conflate things that I say to you. Yes. No, I feel like you're often just watching an entirely different show. But I, I find know. It fascinating. I feel like that too. You're like already in the writer's room. He like is. You're already workshopping it. You're like, I, all right, we've got that rough draft down, guys. Uh-huh. And admittedly, we filmed it and we're now watching it. <laughs> yeah. That's that's <laughs> what I uh, that's what I think. I there think that he's like do. he's either rewriting as he watches. I am, which is I love. Mm-hmm. Or he, which is but great. and and now we have proof that he does this. If I say something during an episode, he inserts <laughs> I, it into the episode. <laughs> yeah. Like the when I said that apartment that. was in a flood. And I like, swear to God. He didn't say it. The character said that the, his house got destroyed. It does look like it's in a flood though. I got to look. I'm going to look back on this one because like that character said his house got destroyed. If you're right, no, we will. Not. We will. He didn't. We will publish. No. Okay, so, I'm sorry that I'm always the one that's like, no, he didn't. No, he didn't. You're always right. Though. No, you that's are not always right. Ellen's no, always, right. always right. You are. Uh, we rely on you to be right. I always also talk with a little bit of a slur. <laughs> that's just because you're drunk. Um, that's all that. Wait, so what I, I wanted look, to say though, I am rewriting episodes as I watch them, but I was like, in this episode, I was like, oh, I'm like, we got like three quarters of the way through, and I was like, I'm not confused at all. I understand everything that's happened so far. Like, right. I, and I didn't know if it was either that I've watched so much heart to heart that I'm like picking up on what they're doing with the plots, or mm. that I, that this episode was specifically like I very think, easy to understand. I think this was a really well-written episode. But it's a good episode. Then they went to the pimp's house and I was like, "Oh, I'm so confused now. <laughs> like what the fuck is going on? Why are they talking well, to this pimp?" It's a, it's a dramatic shift and then suddenly we go for like we go from Sandy's gorgeous apartment, right, where she's like successful sex mm-hmm. worker Sandy, mm-hmm. her impeccable like vaguely Hollywood Regency style apartment yes. with the bedroom with the royal blue, uh, like with an Eve Klein blue shag I rug. Loved the wallpaper in her main room and I hated it. Oh my God, I right? Hated, when she's on the phone initially, it's like Yes. Ooh. Yeah. I hated the wallpaper in her bedroom. Her though. bedroom wallpaper. My parents had that wallpaper in their bathroom. <sighs> Grown when I was in the although although in in the bathroom I don't know if this again may not just come across on film but my parents' wallpaper in their bathroom was metallic almost like it it was oh yeah yeah but it was that design it was that that blue purple aqua brushed Kleenex Kleenex box box, but it was metallic Uh, no no I I think that the metallic wallpaper yeah I have a lot of vintage wallpaper for whatever reason oh. I guess for when I get in a time machine and 
it's just because it's so cool right like it's like because i fantasize that i am like warren Beatty in shampoo or something i I don't know why i always identify with the man (laughs) anyways yeah sandy's wallpaper is is amazing like in both rooms but when she's on the phone with jennifer i'm like ooh, and then they go to her house and she's got like the white wine and three glasses on the tray right although weirdly i think champagne glasses i think it was champagne they were champagne glasses they might have been champagne i think it was champagne it's it's not champagne oh it's not i don't think it is i I rely on you to consult the bartender well now we just have to trust but that wallpaper like i don't i wonder what that does to your psyche because it's so busy it's crazy that's so i here's my thing about wallpaper uh because i always love when i see it especially in british shows yeah. from the 70s and 80s like i'm always like right. how did anyone get anything done how did you know if like, they walk- weren't just staring at their fucking walls like, all the time walk like, into your wall thinking it was like a hallway like- no it's because your eyes don't don't read it your eyes are reading it as eventually like it's just a neutral right it's mm-hmm. not like if you're doing the whole room it's not it's no longer an accent wall no she I did mean, the whole I, room i grew up and, you know, I, I was a child in the late 70s and early 80s, and I grew up with, like, carpet that was, you know, psychedelic as fuck. You know, like like it was a weird, <laughs> weird earth tone oh. fleur-de-lise with, with different borders and shit. Like, it was crazy. Oh, so it was crazy. My parents were so tasteful. We had shag. <laughs> we had a playroom in my house. The second, our, our, like, but okay. not stylish. Your parents were fashionable. My parents were like, <laughs> you just that was such a diss. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Oh it my wasn't. god. Oh, you. Your my parents were no, so no, tasteful. No, no, no. My parents were. <laughs> it wasn't, but it was. I'm telling Shirley Blood. No, no, no. Yeah. Shirley Blood gonna come Shirley and she's gonna cut mom. your fucking. Shirley's gonna hear about this. You should already hate my mom. <laughs> if your mom's red because hair, because of her, my mom's weird obsession with my dad. If your mom has a red wig on, Shirley will strangle her to death and throw her out of her car. How about Jonathan's silk pajamas and loafers in the bed? Oh, do we, how do we feel about that? Was that during the the max? It was description like also scene? Jennifer was wearing a very beautiful black her black lace, lace negligee. negligee. I was like, ooh, they're about to get down. It was so good. That She's was like primping in the mirror before getting into bed, which is something that I'm against. <laughs> Actually, in her infinity um, mirror, like poltergeist infinity mirror, which is she's like, oh, I'm just reminiscing about how last week Peggy tried to kill me up in here. <laughs> Peggy, yeah, or she put me into the water heater room and left me for dead. How long do you think it was before she went back into that little room outside, like right outside of her closet, the water heater laundry room? Mm-hmm. Probably right away because to do Jonathan's laundry. Do you oh think God. she does Jonathan's laundry? Um, no. Sometimes. No. I'm sorry, but Max no. Max does it. Max does it. Max does That's it. That's true. Uh, Max never has never looked better than in this episode, in my opinion. I in agree. That purple pimp suit. He looks so much That's hair. incredible. I mean, Max almost seems like a redhead, according to my screen. Yeah, he could have gotten strangled. He has Auburn hair. Uh, Oh, and how the the killer also like ramped up in this episode. So at first, he he loves strangling women at first, and then he has a giant. His MO is all over the place. Yeah, like what the fuck is he doing? He's a cop and the gun, and then just starts shooting at Jennifer. It's like a walking clue episode. Yeah, like what was? He's like the only thing missing is like no candlestick. No wrench. Yeah. No Yet. rope. He skipped Yet. those But I steps. feel like if, he, if they just gave him a chance, he would have totally done wrench, rope, candlestick. 
the next time he would have a grenade, he would have a hand grenade and then he would have a bazooka <laughs> and then a tank. Like, he would well, and then soon ready. he would make a, su- a skin suit. It would be like a fighter when he jet. He whips out the knife where he's all, yeah, hurt, like yeah. opens up like the giant. Yeah. Oh, that was such a good, that was a good scene. In the, that in was the thing, great. And he's like creeping along in the parking lot. I'm like, oh, I can't believe he's going to kill Chris. I felt genuine right relief now. when Max saved her. Yeah, like, that was I felt great. Genuine oh relief. Mm-hmm. And fell in what love with Max again. What kind of car is Crystal driving? I'm sorry, but like, I guess there's just <laughs> this weird adjustment where it's like, Boat. I don't remember it as a child where it's like, oh, if you had an old shitty car, like I have an old shitty car right now, right? And so, mm-hmm. oh, I guess the equivalent in 1979 of having an old shitty car would be having like what is actually a bomb-ass car. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. Like a, you, you, like an early she's 60s just frantically Cadillac trying or- to start her 60s like Falcon or mm-hmm. whatever, right? Like she's all, and that guy's like crawling along with a knife. I'm just like, I guess he figured out he's not good at strangling because it seems like from the two scenes where he's strangling, He's not super great at it because, like, just bare hands, no. Mm. Yeah, no shit. I'm not no. a murderer, but bare hands, no. <laughs> and like the when he kills Sandy, it's like he goes all bare hands on her, and then there's like a weird edit moment where it's just like, yeah, oh, she's just dead. She's she dead. dead. And he's like crouched over her, and you think he's gonna like start undoing his pants or something. It's a really weird. Yeah, it's creepy. No, yeah, it's that's really right. Creepy. It's a weird, like tremulous moment. Yeah, it's yeah. Creepy. Yeah. This episode is creepy. It's, he is creepy. A lot of them are. A lot of them are really have really good. Like, what's the word? Suspense, like, suspense, and- psychological. Like they're thrilling. Like, yeah. This one is is very much like after ten o'clock. Totally. Mm. This like, is a very adult is, episode. This is like, I think of other shows that were on at 10 o'clock and Heart to Heart seems very fluffy by comparison. I mean, even Fantasy Island has some dark shit going on periodically, right? <laughs> like, ooh. This kind is of. Sinister. <laughs> speaking of, yeah. speaking of. Um, yeah. Yes. It's time for our, our favorite segment. segment. Pick no. your, your poke. <laughs> I want you guys to like, I want to guess each other's. Do you want to do guessing guessing poke? Oh my god, yeah. this is so horrible. I have a feeling that Eric and mine is the same. Do Very you? like always the well, same. That's why you have that feeling. No, it's not. Not I, last time. Yeah, remember I, last time? Yeah, last. Remember he wanted I, to fuck we the old very time. divided. It's all the same. No, it no, was not. All three of us no. had the same. No, remember no. Last time, Wait, murder between last time? murder between friends. Joe wanted to fuck. Oh, uh, we asshole. We were old, very old, divided. Old, what was his name? I wanted to fuck his asshole. <laughs> And you guys didn't want to get anywhere near that <laughs> asshole. Nope. Still don't. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. If you had to guess, though, guess each other's. Like, Eric, who do you think Ellen chooses? And Ellen, who do you think Eric chooses? Uh, I'm going to guess that Ellen chose Annie. Annie? Is that Annie. the first Annie was the, sex worker? the black sex worker who oh. looked like Donna Summer. <laughs> Okay. I haven't picked anybody. Oh, you haven't picked yet. Oh, okay. No, this episode, I was like, oh my God, there's just no one for me. Well, that voids Um, out that guess. But I feel like, Eric, did you pick Jonathan? Yes. (gasps) Wow, really? Oh, I totally picked Jonathan. Although it was going to be the the little kiss belt uh, pool guy. Uh huh. I almost went with Delaney, but I didn't. I thought Joe was going to go with Delaney. Who's Delaney? The old pimp. <laughs> oh, no. Joe, no. did you go with the weird, like, bizarrely, like, sleeve tattooed 
pool hustler? He went to the pool guy. Yes, I did. No, he had sleeves. That was hair, girl. That was hair. That was arm hair. That was hair. That was arm hair. It was working. Yeah, this one. He had tattoos. Right. He also had tattoos. He had arm. It was. He had Armenian arm hair and tattoos. And he was really cute. He was very cute. But yes. I had shades of Tony. He was kind of Tony. Yeah, yeah. He was. He was. He was Tony. But I guess I have to pick that guy. He's oh the yes, Ellen. We're I'm back. I'm with Joe. I'm Yay. always with Joe. Yeah. Oh, Joe not always. We're like always getting down together. You are yeah, not always with I'm, me. I'm though. comfortable with that. <laughs> I can't believe you voided that out of your memory. The last episode, we were so opposed. You guys were disgusted with me. Yeah. You ashamed me. You were mm-hmm. gross. <laughs> yeah, no, you you were disgusting. Norman's gross. You Norman continue to shame me for Norman. I was going to pick- You should not fuck people with bad personalities. He, I know that's not a popular sentiment. Ellen, but if people have bad personalities, it's like, I hope you have your hand over their mouth the whole time. He owns a yacht with a helipad. <laughs> I was going to pick pool guy- but he, there was something, I don't know. There was something Ooh. about, there was a physical thing about him that I was like, actually, no. What? I picked him purely on physical. Uh, well, I he was, he was, short. he was, he was yeah. so, I like short, but, but he way. was so going to be my wow. guy. And then, I, then it was like, no. And then Annie was going to be mm-hmm. my poke because she just looked amazing. But then I was like, who am I kidding? Who I'm was not having sex with a woman anymore. I know. <laughs> uh, so it was Jonathan because Jonathan had. Did you just say any more? Any more? Yes. Anymore, yeah. Uh, Jonathan okay. had the cleavage <laughs> going this episode. He like did. every shirt was unbuttoned to his navel. It's true. His chest it's hair true. was almost a character. His chest hair deserved billing in this episode. Mm-hmm. He looked good. Aside from those fucking pants he was wearing oh, when the lieutenant came over to their house, those mm-hmm. were the worst fitting pants on any man ever yeah oh my god yeah they're very grandpa pants disgusting in in case it's not clear at this point and i feel like i've said this before but i'll just put it on the record that the hearts will never be my poke yeah no i get it i get i always will ever be my poke because that's like fucking my parents i feel guilty when i pick jonathan because it is almost like that where it's like oh that's a familial thing yeah but they're not but my family. Sometimes, <laughs> no, but Jonathan I can get I can get down with the Freudian thing. Like I can get down with the the daddy vibes or whatever. Yeah. Well, and it is. He's like, like you know the dad. Jonathan's friend. just not that. My dad's not white. The dad. The dad. <laughs> I mean, my friend. dad is white, but my dad's not white. <laughs> the dad friend thing that I that I always bring up is like a, a an eliminator of a poke. Jonathan mm. rides that line so well. Like he looks like. A dad friend. He's got that onion loaf hair. That's oh, so in this episode in particular, it was very, very onion helmety, like mm-hmm. like per- <laughs> perfectly in place. But he did look especially cute in this episode. I will he grant was you that. Super cute. Every time there was a close up of him and his chest hair, yeah, I was like, oh, you God, look man. fucking good. Yeah, he looks great, and he's Goodbye. like so on the right side of things. <laughs> Ellen has left. The she's, other, but she the, threw her headphones yeah, she's down. Like, Fuck this. I think she's going to bed. Um, She's left the Zoom meeting. <laughs> the other great thing about Jonathan in this episode is that he didn't cast any like tiny speck of shade on the fact that he was trying to help sex workers. This episode and You Made Me Kill You. Yeah. Jonathan is like very ideal man. Mm-hmm. He's just cool. Like he yeah. even he uses his charm, even though his charm translates to to creep in today's by today's standards a lot of times. Uh his yeah. charm 
really works for him in these episodes. Yeah. And he doesn't come off smarmy. No, he comes off as charming. Yeah, like, charming. Like legit charming. Which is what they were trying to do in the episode one, but they didn't have it yet. Yes. With that first they, scene. They really... Jonathan becomes a good husband as the season progresses. Right? Okay, that's, yeah, it's a definitely. partnership. And a good person. Like he just is not smarmy. He's not the rich guy that we were introduced to in the first yeah. episode. He's not the, like telling, telling our best friend Mimi, Jonathan Hart. Uh, Jonathan Hart. Jonathan Hart. Excuse me. Jonathan Hart. You were, you were Jonathan very, <laughs> very offended by his characterization early on, mm-hmm. but it, yeah. it evolves. It evolves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But so, okay. Well, so, huh. Pool guy. What's that guy's name? We never learned that guy's name. No, we, we do. His name was Monahan. <laughs> oh, I guess we don't. Never and did. The hmm. actor's name is Richard Forongi. Hmm. Sure. Um, yeah, he's cute. He's a cutie. Oh, damn. Yeah, look at that. He has a mustache. What? what he's in Midnight Run. He's in Midnight Run. He looks great. <gasps> I love Midnight Run Me so too. much. Oh, my God. And he's Shut actually. Up, you fucking fuck. He's, yeah. <laughs> he's really cute in Midnight Run. Like, That's like him? He's, a, he's an old guy, but he's oh, like. Oh, he's old? He was in Carlito's Way. He was in Repo Man. Man, now I really want to wow, fucking. Wow, Repo Man. Now I, he's my poke. His oeuvre. <laughs> no, can't change your no, poke. I'll keep Jonathan. Oh. Our pokes are written in cement. They're poked into Wait, cement. Poked Joe, into and I, cement. Joe and I could see his his beauty early on. Yeah. I saw his kiss. Actually, belt I buckle. I just jumped on because I was like, oh, no, there's nobody. Okay. When well, I saw his kiss belt buckle, I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Okay, Amazing. let's do this. But then, but then it was... Like, you know, Jonathan, I think after the pool scene, there's a, a shot of Jonathan, like, looking at Jennifer mm-hmm. with his shirt undone. And yeah. I'm just like, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I just, I actually want to have sex with you. Well, in that scene, Jennifer learns that Jonathan has a billiards background. And Jonathan right, also learns do. that Jennifer has a billiards background, too. And you're like, what? So great. <laughs> yeah. That made me smile so big. I know. That was great. Yeah, it's like, really they're like, we should play sometime, maybe. Okay, so... It's like a tit for tat situation, uh-huh. which I really like. Again, that, presenting that them dynamic. as equals, presenting them yeah, as equals. Really good. That scene really good. also really reminded me of the cat from space who could talk the old Disney movie <laughs> yeah. or whatever. What's the cat that from outer space? Is that what it's called? It's called the cat from outer space. The cat from outer space. Yeah. Have you ever seen this movie? Ellen? Yes. It's so good yes. and amazing. That's why I'm all when Eric's like, it's the cat from outer space. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The cat from outer space who could talk. There's a great, there's <laughs> a great, the original title. And then someone said, let's yeah. shorten it to the, the cat, cat from outer space. There's a really the great random pool billiard hall scene <laughs> from that movie where the cat controls the billiard balls to like, cause they win a bunch of money cause they need to buy gold mm-hmm. for the cat spaceship. Yes. But <laughs> pool halls were like, <laughs> like popular places in the seventies. Did you guys ever go to these? Like, have you ever I've, been to a pool hall? I have been to a couple we were of pool children, Joe, come we on children. Like, I mean, I've been to a couple of pool halls we five as adults, years old. but not, not in the eighties, seventies right. or eighties. Right. But, uh, but, well, I'll say like the pool thing for me, it's like, Oh, you understand physics. That's hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do right? like a I, You're grounded. Yeah. I, I like a, I like a skill. No, who doesn't love like, I mean, Paul Newman is the ultimate cinematic pool shark. Pool right? shark. True. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like reinforced so, by Martin Scorsese. I, in the I went to one. Right. In- so it's hot. I'm not good at pool. Pool's like bowling for me where I'm like, I guess that's fun if people make me do it, but I don't really care. It's fun when you're not playing for money or against someone to like when it's your when you're just like let's hit these things around and and see who does something same with bowling that's really fun to me right 
The Although, same with bowling, yeah. Bowling and pool, I would say, are fun for the first game. And then I'm like, okay, let's go do something else now. Like, uh, let's just sit down and I drink. guess since it's in a bar, I'm always like, can I just drink? Yeah, like, let's just sit and have a drink. I don't know. I like having a little activity with a, with a drink. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. I like having an activity if I don't know the people. I guess that is a that is a thing. The action of the parking structure scene was so oh good. Oh my god! Why is everyone driving through so fast and ignoring Jennifer? Jennifer is like, like I'm help. being shot at. Yeah, she's like running out in front of cars. Help! Stop! Stop! And they're just like <laughs> help, veering around her, at. and they're like <laughs> yeah. flooring it through the parking garage. at like a hundred miles guess an the hour. The fact that they're just like flooring it through a parking garage in the first place is <laughs> yeah the explanation. Uh huh. It's so good, and then Jonathan. It's not acceptable to me. Jonathan does a roll to avoid a gunshot behind a pillar. And then right. the, the murderer starts driving away in his convertible <laughs> Cadillac. And Jonathan <gasps> runs and jumps into the a Cadillac. stolen convertible Cadillac. Did he steal that car? He stole it. He looks and he sees that the yeah. keys are in it, which is like, by the way, that doesn't feel like a realistic 1979 thing. Leaving the keys in a convertible? You know... Okay, in, in LA, anytime. in Hollywood. Yeah. The my one okay, can I rewrite the scene? Just one little tiny detail is that I wish the murderer had thrown on the red wig to like try to go <laughs> incognito and put sunglasses on. And so his red wig You're was so like so dressed to kill. I was gonna, yeah, that's that's way too dressed to kill. No, he was like trying to get away. So he's like, I'll just be a like I'll just like throw this wig on and they won't recognize me and I'll try to drive past them. The so far that's the that's the most cinematic scene of heart to heart. Oh, it super was duper. Yeah. There zero dialogue for like five minutes, which Stop. is a lot for television. Jennifer again, being the target in this, in this moment does everything correct. Uh, she, she creates a scene. She, she tries to be She's like, yeah, she runs in front of cars. It's also very realistic that these two cars ducks. just drive, drive past her. <laughs> Um, We're flooring it in the parking garage, which seems odd. Yeah, but Jonathan, when he shows up, he does a he gets shot at and then rolls on the ground in a three piece suit. Uh, which to was amazing. He just like tumbles. Totally amazing. The whole thing was so like tense, and I kept thinking like, how are they going to get out of this? Like, I genuinely thought, how are they going to get out of it was this? Suspenseful. And when Taggart steals the car. And Jonathan jumps into the car. I was giddy. Like, there's no other word for it. I was fucking giddy. Mm-hmm. I was so excited. And then he just, like, beats the fuck out of him, <laughs> slams his head into the steering wheel four times. More yes. than he really needs to. Yeah. Yeah. No, he he ellen him. He was trying to murder he, that guy. He fully ellen him. <laughs> like, honey no, badger. I'm the for gun. it. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm like that motherfucker like is his nose bleeding yet? Doesn't yeah. seem like it. He's going. Because to me it's like here's the problem. Not only did Taggart kill those poor innocent women that are just trying to make a living. Mm-hmm. And he's a cop, so they trust him. So it's mm-hmm. extra, extra bad. And he made he them trust this him. Person's, he steals this person's convertible. Jonathan has to kill him a million times over. <laughs> he did all of those things, but then he tried repeatedly to kill Jonathan's wife. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you so, don't, you do not fuck with Jennifer. Yeah, he shot, he shot at her. To me, the only unfortunate part is that the steering wheel isn't designed to also bust that piece of shit's teeth out. Correct. Because you should break his nose, break his nose, black his eyes, 
bust out Ideally, his teeth. Also take his teeth out. Yeah. Yep. Did you? There's a weird moment afterwards where like, the lieutenant is like, like looks at Jonathan and is like, Mm-mm. and I feel like he's <laughs> saying like, he's saying like, oh, he's not dead. Yeah. yeah no, I don't think he's dead. Yeah. Keep going. Like, oh, you didn't kill him. Yeah. yeah, they couldn't. They couldn't let Jonathan Hart kill the a, cops that arrived immediately after. They they couldn't do that. Pashes his head. Although, three although times they did kill, the they wheel. did kill uh, Agita and uh, and the other cop in Mexico. Agita. Agita. Oh yeah. So I would be a little. Uh, the first thing I thought, funny, weirdly, was that he has a gun. The murderer has a gun for the first time. Right. He had a knife before, but he doesn't knife anybody. He's only strangled no. a couple couple women. Um, I would be a little bit insulted if I was Jennifer that he was happy enough to just shoot me from across a parking garage. Like that's such a gross like. Well, because that was a protective Taggart wasn't like out to kill her. He was protecting himself. Okay, that wasn't like a weird sexually. Although ironically, he she is a redhead. Yeah, totally. Missed opportunity. Slight missed opportunity. One, I. Rewrite. I know this is this is a slight rewrite. Oh no, rewrite. (laughs) I'm glad that they didn't send Jennifer undercover me too to to infiltrate this because that that's tacky but I kind of wanted to see her dressed in like yeah. a satin Stop it. like a satin I would have loved red that. dress would uh, it have been with tacky? a slit all know. the way up to the to her ass crack like that would have been cute mm-hmm. but your gaze now <laughs> I know but I'm I'm glad they didn't do that I I I want to bring up her peach jumpsuit at yes. the end. Yes, at the baby grand. At the baby grand, drinking cognac sure. with Max. Oh, so good. And Where it's like, is that the blouse? Oh no, no, it's, it's a jumpsuit, and it's mm-hmm. so so good. Peach is a color that needs to be worn by every human being. Uh, I can't think of anyone that wouldn't look good in peach. Uh, yeah. Like really, I can't sure. think of it's anyone like that sheer, would look good in peach. peach like dress, blouse over pants, and that scene gave me such a warm, comforting, wonderful feeling because she's like Max walks in, she's like that dinner was so lovely, Max, and I like, teared up. He's like I, I thought you needed something yeah, special. Yeah, and I, I, I fucking the teared piano, up, and it's just like so lovely and nice. It's like this is what the hearts are. Yeah, this is base heart sure. mode. Yeah, yet like, again, I was just like I would kill to hang out with these people. Yeah, they're so I love them so like, much. Ask about the dance card oh cute so cute cute. yeah i feel like it's time for ratings but i have to walk away for a hot second it is 100 time for ratings (laughs) okay all right okay so cop out i give it a five five hearts yeah i know that i'm going back to back five hearts um Am I going back, back? No, no you're not. just ignoring murder between friends. I'm ignoring murder. <laughs> <laughs> Such a fucking downer. I love Cop Out. Mm-hmm. I just yeah. think it's it's really unique. It really stands out for mm-hmm. a number of reasons. But I think it's also just super dark for Heart to Heart, which I, I really love. Mm-hmm. So Very adult. I, I'm not going to embellish any further than that. Okay. Five All right. Hearts. So I'm just going to, I'm going to read you my last couple of notes from that I that I wrote uh, because it just works Uh, old pimp's apartment was obviously in a flood Jonathan's (laughs) Jonathan's worst pants yet Jonathan cleavage galore dog photo in Taggart's office cinematic scene in parking garage peach jumpsuit all caps Mm -hmm. five hearts (laughs) five hearts hearts. every element of this episode was great It, it the the Jonathan and Jennifer relationship banter mm-hmm. was perfect. Mm-hmm. 
the mystery was well, it wasn't a mystery, but it was like mm-hmm. very cinematic suspense element. It was it was great. It mm-hmm. played out well. The mm-hmm. writing was great. Uh, I love that it was pro sex worker, anti cop. I yes, like it. It all just it. The entire episode gave me a hug. I teared up at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, freeway playing, like uh, hiding his face when they were making out. That's <laughs> so, so stupid, but so fucking cute. Mm-hmm. Uh, Max was a major player in this and he was mm-hmm. wonderful. Mm-hmm. Five fucking hearts. Mm-hmm. Joe? Uh, yeah, I was struggling for a minute because I wanted to give it four and a half because I was, <gasps> I, I was thinking back to You Made Me Kill You and how great and fun that mm-hmm. one was. But mm-hmm. I am also going five hearts yes! because yes! The, respectfully, so the respectful way they treated sex workers in this episode goes a long way especially for 1979 it's fucking so i'm blown away that they treated them with such respect it's crazy i mean and i'm not a sex worker so maybe there are things that i'm not picking up on there's most likely some i'm sure there are like we're not that's not our lived experience exactly exactly and if there are please email us and like let us know yeah like set us straight yeah totally like uh set us straight yeah so i was blown away though that they treated that profession in such a respectful way even jonathan who's has been known to be a shithead at at moments (laughs) uh his character was so they were just so kind and benevolent and like i mean maybe that sucks that i'm thinking about it from this perspective but i was raised in this culture so that's how i think about it but uh yeah five hearts it was fucking great it was fantastic i wanted to rate it one heart half heart down for the like weird pimp scene but <laughs> I was going to give it four and a half too. Yeah. I was like the whole episode. I was like, this is so good, but it's a four and a half. Yeah. But like, it's not doing like mm-hmm. there were the pimp thing was bugging me. It was weird. Mm-hmm. But once the, the uh, parking yes. garage oh scene God, happened, I was like, scene. this is gold. It's like there's so no, good. there's nothing other than a heart of gold for mm-hmm. this episode. And I was and thinking, I'm so happy that we all agreed. Yes. <laughs> I was also thinking like, uh, out of episodes, I would rec, I would recommend people to watch. Oh fuck. Yes. You made me kill you. And this one are very yeah, closely really tied. Like, yes. I would, yeah, I really don't know strong. which one I would recommend more. It would depend on the person, I guess, but I would be like this. Definitely. I can recommend this episode full heart, like full heart. <laughs> Full-heartedly. Full-heartedly. For whole, oh, full-heartedly. Wow. So we got another heart of our gold. Our second heart of gold. Uh, and we That's almost agreed on intense. our poke. We almost agreed on we our didn't. poke. I had to change no, my poke. We did not. Yeah. You changed it from the Fine. pool guy, though. I changed it from the pool guy Fine. to Jonathan. Okay. So we almost agreed on our poke, too, but... Yeah. Mm. Oh, my God. But what happens What happens next week? What happens what next, happens Ellen? Next Tell week. us. it's the episode i feel the two of you have been waiting for i feel like you think i've been bullshitting you this whole time um about the freeway and max situation (gasps) oh my god (laughs) that was so exciting i'm just gonna let that sit there for a second all right well next week originally airing on november 13th 1979 max in love (gasps) <gasps> wow which i choose to interpret as a riff on swan in love okay oh what's um, swan in love what is oh that it's just some literary bullshit anyways <laughs> bullshit stop tr- stop trying to inject that into our podcast <laughs> 
the heart home is stripped of everything. It looks like an inside job, and all clues point to Max's new love. When Max is framed for murder, the hearts intervene. What oh my God! Fuck? Cool. What the fuck? Yeah. Oh, is it from sit Swan? On, sit it's, on that and see what hatches. It's from Swan's Way, isn't it? Is that is Swan in love from from Swan's Way? Joe. It is. Max in love. <laughs> <laughs> November 13th, 1970. I'm going to Google it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think that's it. I, I'm pretty sure that we have expended everything that we can possibly do. Oh, my God. We digressed uh, the so much fuck. more. Yeah. If you have made it through this episode, we no, obviously, no we obviously uh, have an affinity for each other, and you should write to us at itwasmurderpod at gmail.com. You should yes. also uh, give us five stars on... Apple Podcasts. Only if we deserve it. No, we obviously deserve it. Uh, <laughs> write a review. If you don't want to write some like long, little <laughs> review, just write, Eric is frequently wrong. Or write, Joe is gorgeous. Or oh. write, Ellen, <gasps> Ellen oh. is pretty funny. Old. Ellen is pretty funny. <laughs> just write, Ellen is pretty funny. Five stars. And we, we will love you forever for that. Uh, follow us on Instagram, blah, blah, blah all that stuff. And we will catch you in a couple of days. I can't remember if this is a Tuesday or, or Friday episode, but either way, it's a couple, (laughs) it's a couple of days. Uh, thank you so much for listening. We love you. We love you. And good night freeway. Good night freeway. Swan in love was written in 1913 by Marcel Proust. (laughs) Good night freeway. (laughs) I'm literary. Good night freeway. Um, something that I've been meaning to bring up for the past like six episodes that we've watched almost every episode is Jonathan's weird ass run. (laughs) Yeah, Tony. No, Jonathan's (laughs) weird way of running like a goblin. He's such a weird runner and he runs. He's 50. He has to run at the end of almost every episode. He has to like chase after the villain and he is so weird. He's 50 and he's not an athlete. It's not natural. He's 50. Yeah. That's weird. Like he's, 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 he's an actor and he has been an actor his entire career. Maybe they, I don't know. It's just bizarre. And every episode I, I think about it and I just can't get over it. Joe, then yes. I have to ask the question. You're forcing my hand. How would you have him run? Like, <laughs> like, <this. laughs> like he no needs one to, can see you. I think, no, 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 no we, one can see I, you. I, I have to get a video. Of he Joe needs running. to like, he needs to like, <laughs> He needs to tuck in more and then like run like like empowered. The way he does it is he's kind of like he's like a little bow legged and he goes like this. <laughs> but he needs to like be like, you're trying to kill Jennifer. <laughs> like that. Oh, my God. OK, that'll be on the Instagram. That's how you do it. Uh- <laughs>